0: In today's episode, I catch up with Tom Dade. Tom is a phenomenal young ultramarathon runner from Mornington, Victoria, who has not only completed, but won some of the hardest ultramarathons in Australia, like Down Under 135 and the Great Southern Endurance Run 100 miler. And he has also represented Australia in the World Mountain and Trail Running Championships. Tom shares his story about how he got into ultra running and how ultra running makes him feel most alive.
1: Just pushing my body, pushing my body in my limits. Like I find I really feel like that's rather most me.
0: If you enjoy this episode, please share it with a friend and leave a rating on our podcast. Let's get stuck in. Welcome back to the first forty two K podcast. Today
1: I am I have the honor of sitting with Tom Dade. May welcome. Ah, oh, cheers, thank you. Don't want to go as far as saying honor, but
0: uh, I'll take it. <laughs> nah, we we had a good run before this. We we went out. Uh, where was it?
1: Uh, Mount Eliza
0: Quarry. Mount Eliza Quarry, stunning, beautiful place. We did it like a ten k, uh, which is just a walk in the park for Tommy. He actually is coming off a one hundred k fastest known time effort last week, and just said, "Let's get it done." <laughs> Yeah, when you come down to go for a run, I'm not going to say no. No, nah. so. exactly, wait, no, just, yeah, I'm real to be chatting with you, and um, I think that if you're in Victoria, you definitely know, that and you're an ultra runner, you know the name Tom Dade. You've, uh, you've done some incredible things with your ultra running, and I think back, like, to give people a bit of context of when we met, it was uh, heart-to-heart hmm. 2021, 20, and I was running with my mate Codes, and it was in that weird sort of period in victoria when we had that snap lockdown all the time remember it was the third snap lockdown and they said you need to go um 250k days in a row it's the 100k race of what it was meant to be so it was already interesting we we're all a bit thrown out and i was like incredibly nervous but i'm excited let's give it a go start running thinking i've trained so hard for this i've taped it off i've had this awesome prep and early on, I remember about three Ks in, I meet you and we're chatting away. I'm like, oh, I'm sure. You're like, I'm Tom. And I was like, oh, talk to me. How was your training leading into this? You're like, yeah, I did a backyard. I was you two weeks ago. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. MVP. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Getting in while we could with that COVID stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just nuts. So good. So good. So look, we'll talk more about that race. And obviously, yeah, the, the things that I guess follow from that, but. You said to me before, when we're on our run, in the last four years, so you started ultra running in 2019, you've done over 50 races or 50 races now from, uh, so 50 kilometers up to 200 miles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely, uh, took off and yeah, did quite a few of them. What is it that you
0: love most about
1: ultra running? Just pushing my body, pushing my body and my limits. Like I find, I really feel like that's where I'm most me. Yeah. Yeah. It just brings you back to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: i love that that's what that's what i often when i say to people like it's hard to explain to someone else because until you find something that just like sets your heart on fire and it makes you feels like you're doing exactly what you need to be doing yeah people don't understand nah, so, it's feel so
1: feels like yeah i feel so lucky like to actually a foreign yeah because yeah, I, I feel like so many people don't and yeah intense, but to so, fight, true. Like, so true and to find out at a young age yeah so unreal
0: yeah, so we did that race together, which, uh, as, as I mentioned, it was two 50K days. I finished an hour behind you each day. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this guy's a machine. You went on to win that race. I think Codes and I still finish about, around 10, um, which was awesome. But I was like, geez, this guy, I'm going to follow him. And, and he's running from there. The next time I saw you in a race was uh, the year later, and it was at two bays 56. And I remember I ran that race. A decent time, I think it came about 15, but five hours, seven minutes. You came in a good 20 minutes, maybe even half an hour before me. Uh, and I remember catching up to you at the end. I don't know if you recall this. You can tell me if you do. And when we were at the end, we are just having like just a chat after the race. And I said, Tommy, you don't run much. You don't run with your arms much. Are you Are going to do enough of body session after this? Oh, yeah. And, and two hours later, I saw you hitting the pull-ups.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) I do remember that. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I was thinking, I wonder if he's going to remember this. But yeah, he just pumped out like a sub five hour 56k race, just sending it. And then I'm like, just joking around thinking Tom Dade is like the closest person I know to David Goggins in terms of someone who just pushes his mind and body relentlessly. And it's very inspiring. And I was like, he would be the sort of guy who would straight after an ultra Smash out an upper body session. I'm going to ask him just just as a bit of a joke. Just ask the question. Sure enough, probably went home. <laughs> Someone to eat, shower, straight in the gym. So I saw that a few hours later. I'm like, this guy. I said, <laughs> nah, mate, unreal. So you've achieved some incredible things. I referenced their 50 races um over the last four years or so, which is just unreal. But what would be the biggest lessons you've learned through ultra running? Because I know that's a big question. Yeah, it's a big question. But you've you lived, I feel like, several lifetimes in those four years just by being out and doing those events. There'd be so many people who I feel could get so much value out of just what you have to share.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, as you said, there's a few things that you come out. I mean, I think something I've learned is there's always more. Yeah. Like, uh, I always thought, you know, if I run 50K, then you know, at least go back to that kind of like a lot of, I think I found with me after running was a lot of insecurities yeah. and trying to make myself feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And by doing things that I can, we see is pretty extraordinary. That's one way of doing it, at least in my head. So I, when I thought first of all, I'd run hundred K and once I hit a hundred K, then I'll be happy with myself and everything. Mm-hmm. And obviously it doesn't happen. You're like, Oh, there's always more. There's, Oh, there's a hundred mile. And then there's 200 mile. And kind of what it's actually taught me is it, uh that just keeps going. Yeah. And then there's always gonna be someone that does more or mm. whatever. And through that it sounds actually uh being happy with first of all what you're doing, you're happy with actually yourself and that hey, this isn't isn't gonna make you you know so true. Happy. So I think it's really taught me that it's taken me I think far too long to, to actually to figure that out. But definitely, that's one of the big things. That's the, um,
0: look honestly, even if that's the only lesson you learned through all this old training, I think that's beautiful. Like that is such a great lesson that you know we all need to, like, we can absolutely be striving to achieve these goals, but finding happiness in the journey and not, okay, I'll be happy when I hit that hundred k or that hundred mile. I'll be happy when, you know, proud of myself when I run two hundred miles. And I think that that's a huge lesson. It's something that we or always sharing with, with other people, uh, I know I am, I'm sure you are, I'm sort of talking for you here, but even my mates who run a lot as well and other coaches out there, I think people, we live in a society now where everyone's addicted to social media, everyone's addicted to Strava and it's all about the destination, Yeah. it's just like, I want to get to this race, I want to do this thing and they see people like us out there, maybe not me so much, (laughs) but Yeah, out there, you know, nearly every week achieving these goals, and they don't understand that you love the journey so much, and that's why you can do it.
1: Yes, uh, and that's what I've just like really found in the past few months where I haven't raced as much, and you know, I've discovered oh, it's like I just love the journey Mm -hmm. and something, and that's the important part. So true. How's
0: it? How's it been navigating? I mean. See, to me, I would feel like watching you, you've you've raced a fair bit still over the last few months because I might do two or three races a year, like A races and then a few other fun little runs as well. But, um, you know, I'm talking to to someone who's who's racing, or would you say 15, 20 times a year about. So it's it's very different. How have you found that period now? You know, obviously it's been challenging. Um, at times but you've also found like you said in that time when you haven't been racing as much the ability to reflect on that you love it so much but how's it
1: has it been in that period it's, it's i've actually really enjoyed it like it's because mm-hmm. it has it's given me an itch to want to to do it like to, to just to have the urge So there's a big difference between always for me of feeling the need to have to do an event like an addict would i mean like with, addicts, with, with a drug like they need a drug versus i actually want you to do it and i've actually felt the one you know since you know since i started like since the first time since i started for, for me it felt like i need to do this race i need to just keep racing every weekend every second weekend
0: so, even when your body was telling you, no, I need a rest, it was just
1: that, like, mindset saying, no, I need to rest. Yeah, yeah very much, yeah. And I have been fortunate in that my body's held up pretty well, I mean, yeah. largely due to the weights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like, and just there realizing that I want to do it, And mm-hmm. the past few months has been really good, you know, like, yeah, a much healthier way, I think, of going about it. So, I've appreciated that.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I think as well, though, like, because you have... Yes, you fit a lot into these past four years, but one thing you were talking to me about before on the run is even before ultra-running, you had a bit of, like, a mountaineering background. So, a lot of time on legs, a lot of conditioning. Yeah. It's not been years. It hasn't just been the last four years.
1: Yeah, I... That's something I, a lot of people don't see is the years before. Like, I... You really would go back to, I would say, when I was, like, 14 after just getting over anorexia and coming out of hospital I got really into bodybuilding in the mm-hmm. weights and I was training pretty again obsessively crazy like I'd do like a leg day for me would be like 10 supersets of squats with leg extensions so I'd like another 10 supersets of deadlifts with hamstring curls and then another 10 supersets of calf raises with like and standing and seat like crazy two hour constantly bodybuilding workouts um that I did and then like boxing as well and i if I did everything it was always like obsessively in a mm-hmm. lot. So pretty much from ages like fourteen I've been training at some sport, at something, and a very uh a lot a lot, put it that way. Yeah. To where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Um and the discipline's changed a bit, but it's all kind of translated
0: of course, yeah. It does carry it does carry across. I think even You know, one thing that I share with people a lot is respect the marathon. The marathon's a beast. Even running 42 kilometers, it it can be lost sometimes when you talk to people like yourself doing 200-mile races and run down under and some of these events. But a marathon is so far and so big and we need to respect it. Um, But it is that that build-up of years and years. And whilst it was different for me, like I was able to run a marathon pretty quickly, but it's because again, football base, a lot of yeah. strength training, all of that. So I wanted to bring awareness to your, your, you know, your, um, build up to ultra running. You were mm. doing a lot of other things. So you, you were, was was 18 when you took on the Kokoda Trail as well. Yes. Yeah, it was. And yeah. it was that experience. I believe that was
1: sort of what, uh, like got you into all of this. That was what, yeah, really changed my life. Really. I, uh, straight from school I went straight to like full time work and just was kind of caught just uh, I was still just like depressed and kind of unhappy but I was working and doing everything that I was told was right I was saving heaps of money and everything but then got to a point where I was like like I I wanted to do Kikoda and then I ended up quitting my job saved up quite a bit of money and then yeah do Kokoda, and but that's when things really changed because I did like the five day again I had to do like the hardest one I could find um, it was like over five days and so it was like 12 to 13 hours a day of hiking 20 plus kilo pack for someone that had never really hiked since like outdoor yeah high school. Still. So it kicked my ass yeah. uh, and I was struggling, but it made me like realize how much I've been leaning like on the table like, and yeah. how much I hadn't, you know, how much more was left. Cause I thought I was done after day one, but somehow I got through. Yeah. And you know I still still did triathlon, so I thought I was pretty fit. But like, just it was a whole other thing. And I remember getting back. I remember just driving back from Melbourne Airport, driving home. I I didn't know what it was, and I I remember saying this to my dad. I knew, I didn't know what it was, but like something had changed in like my brain. I couldn't explain what it was. It's was a different feeling. Mm-hmm. And then from then I just wanted to, I wanted to find experiences like that. And then it kind of discovered the Seven Summits and mountaineering. And then, um. I did yeah, within like a year. Again, the obsessive need to do everything. I went to Russia, South America, and Africa to climb up the highest mountains and the continents and did that. And just, yeah, then the rest is kind of history from there.
0: Wow. Incredible. Yeah. It's like that. Well, uh, Goggins always talks about that 40% rule. Yeah. He, he got there and then he realized, no, you could go so much further.
1: It sounds to me like that's what you found. 100%. Yeah. yeah and that is so, such, such a powerful thing. Yeah. So yeah. true. Yeah. It's unreal.
0: Mate, one thing that I think is so extraordinary is you've represented Australia twice now. So congratulations yeah. on thank you. On that, that's huge. Um over in Thailand and in Austria for the World Trail and Mountain Championships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was that was a bit of a mouth yeah get out. A bit of a raffle. Um mate,
1: how's that experience for you? Okay. Pretty yeah, pretty amazing mate to think the, to never dream of ever consider like I could never, wasn't even consideration to represent Australia in anything in any sport because I just thought that was for like elite, elite to like you know the best of the best and never and to be honest still don't really put myself there so it's like wow um, but just like just it's it's such a different ball game what you used to you know yeah. like, if you're you know ultra running or stuff like that yeah. You're not, you you wouldn't think you'd be weighing your rain jacket, you know, and just like things that make it really efficient doing drug tests and stuff like that. But just to have that opportunity to go to another country to to Incredible. represent Australia I was like, yeah, it's still to be honest. Even it, though know, it's it still hasn't really like, I still don't think I fully still taking it. In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, and especially you know, it's a, it's a, it's only the first and second time it's been done like Athletics Australia and World Athletics have gotten board and put mountain trail runnings together mm-hmm. to create these championships so it's early on and it's, it's really awesome to see for the sport as well so to be part of that it's pretty cool too
0: yeah it was cool I was following on the live stream and just in awe of all of you guys and the Australian team and obviously there was different events as well so you were doing the long course yeah. the 80 kilometres how many other Australians were competing in that
1: so in the long course yeah but there was, I think, there was five males, five, men. and I think five females too. Yeah, and in right. the end there, yeah, unreal. And you were first of the
0: Australians to complete. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was was, was a, that a surprise. Yeah, that was. A, yeah, I wasn't. I was last year. I was last. Yeah, Australian. So I was just hoping. Didn't really matter too much, but I was hoping not to be last again. Yeah. Um, and so I was shocked that that kind of happened, and then even finishing the top half of the field after mm-hmm. last year, pretty much being again, bottom in mm-hmm. you know, the bottom quarter of the field. So well,
0: what do you think was different? Like comparing Austria to Thailand, like obviously um, completely different place, yeah. <laughs> different yeah. conditions in yeah. terms of humidity, heat sort of thing. But what other factors went in? Did you prepare differently for this yeah. year compared to last
1: year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, this has kind of been a big transition as me as a runner. It's, mm-hmm. I got into ultra running very much as I'm like pushing my limits um, and very much out of like, like insecurities and mental health issues you mm-hmm. know, and all that type of stuff. And I've, as I've kind of worked through them over the years and everything, I've gotten to the point where running has become a bit more of like I want to get better at running, you know, like not mm-hmm. necessarily. So uh, after Thailand, more, um, although it still wasn't actually ideal because down in ultra, man. Um, I was doing less races and actually properly training, you know, you know, proper structure training a bit yeah. more. Um, so there was that. So, so you it, mean like different sessions, some easy runs? Or- yeah, correct. Yeah. Not just run heaps and do everything, everything or as much as you can. And when, he, yeah. when you felt, yeah. So it was more structured and, and had some, um, like some mentors and stuff that kind of were recommending. Yeah don't do that race or don't it's Mm -hmm. no i was listening to a bit more that and just also the terrain because it was more more technical than thailand so less runnable runnable like Mm -hmm. um, which suits me more and then just like more high climbs Mm -hmm. so i think the combination of those two yeah helps um and also my nutrition is a bit better i was taking a bit more gels and drinking more. But just yeah. Thailand. right if this comes with time and experience, you yeah. 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 have to make the mistakes to then learn, yeah. to learn more. C- yeah. Like I remember a lot Thailand, you know, everyone there, you know, they're really, prof- a lot of them are professional athletes of the yeah. other countries. And then the show is, they're just more organized. And there's me having a box of like chocolate chip Safeway cookies. And that's my nutrition for the race. And looking at everyone that has gels and everything. And I'm like, I should learn from this and probably try a bit more of other things because I just remember trying to fill my face with food. Yeah. You know, trying to keep up with it and I was like, this isn't, if you want to run the past. This is, yeah. It just put it.
0: Yeah. Just, yeah. I think it must be, must be a surreal feeling though to know that, yeah, you are versing professionals. Like, that's what they do. Yeah. And you're out there, like, you're doing your absolute best week in, week out. You're still working. You're, you know, it's a completely different setup and you've made it to be in the position of of going head to head.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's yeah, it's pretty it's it's a it's a nice it's a good feeling. I and and I think actually too, it gives me like an extra worry about it. It's like you feel like you have a okay well, a chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like an actually like I'm here, like they've got more bad and you maybe have less like maybe, you know, it gives you yeah. motivation. Your ego, your ego loves it. So yeah. it will feed into it. Yeah, but absolutely fair
0: enough. It's like it's yeah, it's their job. That they've got sponsors, they've got it's completely different setup. So yeah, no, well done. I think um, one question that I always ask every one of our runners and look, sorry, every one of our podcast guests, and it may have been that you moved straight into an ultra before uh, a marathon. But did you do
1: a marathon before you did an ultra? No. Straight into an ultra? Yeah, I went straight into it. So, what was your first ultra? Uh, it was Surf century Century, two thousand. Oh, the 100K. Was, yeah.
0: You went straight into 100K.
1: Yeah, I wasn't definitely, I wouldn't recommend doing how I got into it. Uh, I, I was mentioned the mountaineering and stuff. I legit just came off a mountain. I was in July and I kind of spent all my money so I couldn't do much traveling or anything. It's, but I wanted something that was close to a summer day at home. Um, and I saw, I found like, oh, I could do a marathon, saw marathons, but then somehow I found out that they're an ultra marathon. And I was like, well, I, if, uh, if people are running 100 k I, I can't run 42k because, like, that, you know, it needs to be more impressive. So, yeah, that was in July. Found Surfco centers in September. Wow. I signed up for Surfco uh in September. At when I signed up first, I ran 10k. And I thought I should probably run a 20k before doing so. I ran. I ran, I think I ran two twenties leading up to it. I think, like, my biggest week was, like, a 50K week. Yeah. And then, yeah, did it in September. So, before, my furthest was, like, a 21K run. So, it was... Wow. Yeah. Oh, even even in that ultra alone, there'd be so many lessons. (laughs) Oh, man. I learned so much now. The funniest is I thought I could hold that 21K pace for the whole 100. (laughs) 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 So, Yeah. (laughs) I just had a normal backpack and I had I probably like just a backpack. Yeah, just pretty scanned but I did have a strap at the front. Yeah. Um and then I had I thought that I wouldn't need water. I thought like it said you had to have mandatory water, so I had no mandatory stuff in there. But I had like just a flask, like a screw on flask that was like zipped up in the back of my backpack, so I thought I wouldn't need it. And so yeah, i learned a lot and done 100 k That's right, <laughs> cool. Yeah. No unreal um what's next for you now obviously you
0: you've you've just done not you know that was only June was the Mm. um was the austria world mountain trail champs you've um as you said had this sort of lighter period where (laughs) lighter in lighter in, in tom dade's world which is great with these last nine weeks what is to come for you this year
1: yeah um so i Now Worlds has kind of come up. I kind of want to prioritize that. So it happens every second year. Yeah. Um, So my kind of focus is doing races um, that are going to help me get qualified back on the team again. Yeah. And so that's the 50 to 100K. um, More mountainous ones is preferred, but obviously at the moment showing... Because I know know a lot of the the guys are looking for me. Like the guys that pick the team are Mm -hmm. kind of looking at more competitive, faster, Races, so that's why I do Surf Coast again because it's competitive, yeah, fast race, yeah, um, in September. But then yeah, kind of the races I think from there are going to be along those kind of lines.
0: Yeah, smart. So really focusing on fast, which going fast, fast. for fifty k, one hundred k, even up to one hundred miles.
1: Yeah, I well, yeah, 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 I will do. I think I, that I'm looking at maybe doing after trail Kosciuszko. Maybe yeah, in December. so
0: absolutely i think it's it's such a combination of um endurance and speed you know that i wouldn't i don't want to say i will never be at the top with those 100 mile runners but they are fast oh. like i just think i just think even at like uh Kobe 24 and the pace that nick Bamford, i know he's a friend of yours is running next to me out i'm like the the guys winning these races it's just another level in terms of speed and and it's um i think that when you're there and you know that you have the opportunity to represent Australia and you have these lifelong friends that come with it and the community and the honor and pride, like that's great that you found that you clearly love it. And if I were in your shoes, i would be focusing on those, Mm. on those events as well around that distance. It's a a smart approach. Um, One thing I I did look up and was just in awe of, I know I mentioned the 50 um, races, but if anyone wants to check them out, thomasday.com, You've got a website, yeah, yeah. So you do your race reports?
1: Yeah, yeah. Have you always been doing that from the start? Well, I, I've slacked off at like the past year or so, um, just with other priorities and stuff. Yeah. But when I first started, yeah, I did a race report for every race, I think, yeah. the first few. Yeah.
0: That's great, because I think, yeah, you know, obviously, uh, it's funny when, like... Immediately after the race, often this is what I find anyway, I don't know you tell me if you're the same. Hmm. Immediately after the race, sometimes I think that wasn't that fun. Like that <laughs> took me. It was it wasn't that fun. Like immediately after is yep. you're hurting and then literally the next day like, let's start up again. Yeah. And yeah. and so I think the ability to then be able to capture that and write it all out is is a great thing that you've been yep. able to do.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with there. Many similar there's only been a few that it that wasn't horrible after yeah. And these are the ones where I've actually had more fun. <laughs> that's all right. But yeah, that's definitely a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Um that awesome mate.
0: Well, if people want to get in touch with you, if people want to follow you, where can they where can they connect
1: with you? It's a good question. I have an Instagram. Instagram? Yeah. And it's it's Thomas the Tank Day. Thomas the Tank yeah. Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, now, Mate, and Facebook thing too. You
0: are a tank. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great name. I have one more question before we wrap it up. Um, if Because I feel like, and I know I mentioned this at the start, people would really want to learn from you. I feel like, like I've learned so much from not just this conversation, but even us going for a run before this and having a chat out there. Do you ever have ambition? Clearly, talking to you, you love your running, would you ever see yourself getting into coaching or something like that?
1: Yeah, it's like... As I was saying before, kind of like it's something i I do would want to get into. It's just having kind of the self belief and confidence that I actually will be useful to someone to coach. Like right. so that if I can yeah, if, well, if, get that. I get I think I think
0: like just if you reflect on your own running and what you've achieved you know that self-belief comes from work mm. and from mentors yeah. and putting yourself in that space and from having the right people who've walked that path mm. and give you that support. I, I'm not telling you to become a coach. Mm. I just know how much you love running. And I feel like it could be something that you love as well. Um, because I feel like you've, you've also walked this path that people would look up to you. I look up to you when it comes to particularly the mountain stuff as well. It's, uh, it's incredible. And, I know that I reached out to you before the 200 miler because I had not done that, yeah. you know, that distance. So there's so many people who could learn from you, and I think that, like anything, we all have self doubts, and but we know that the self doubts get smaller and smaller when we work at it, and self belief grows and grows. And I just think if it's if you're so passionate about it, it could be something
1: c- to consider in your to No, you're very true. Right? You're putting it. Uh, it's yeah, it's pretty much applying the same thing to to that, you know. Hey, you're right. <laughs> I can't really say much right. Um, yeah, I, yep. Anything would be an
0: excuse. So, <laughs> no, okay, it's been a pleasure having you on for the chat. Thanks so much. And, um, keep up the great work with you, Annie. That's good. Good to uh, catch up for a run and have a chat. Thanks Tommy. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Tom. He's inspiring to have accomplished so much with running at such a young age, but his humility is what I find most impressive. Tom shows us all what is possible when we love the process and we go all in. We were pushed for time when we recorded this episode, so I debated whether to release it at all. I felt like I didn't give Tom enough time to go deeper into his story so you, our listeners, can take away more valuable lessons. I decided to release it though because I want to strive for consistency, not perfection and I look forward to having Tom back on the podcast one day soon when we can chat in a lot more depth about how he has overcome adversity and his relentless pursuit to be the best that he can be. We hope that you love the podcast and if you did, please leave a review and share it with others. Did you know that you can train with us at First 42K for as little as $9.95 per week? If you're looking to fall in love with running and achieve your first 5K, 10K, a half marathon or marathon, Unlock your one-week free trial at first42k.com.au. I'd like to thank our partners at HGG Performance for providing the podcast space. HGG Performance manufactures strength and rehabilitation equipment, which is hugely beneficial for runners looking to improve performance and prevent injury. Use the code FIRST42K for 10% off their products. Until next time, live happy and run strong.